Hey, it's Melaine Lee, and you found your way to the Divine Goddess Revolution podcast. This podcast is no ordinary podcast. It is for women looking to thrive, not just survive. It's for women looking to learn how to really unlock and unleash that divine light within so that they can rock their inner goddess on a daily basis. The experts will be featured from all over the world, supporting you in becoming that badass divine goddess that you were born to be. Oh, I can't wait for you guys to meet Hannah. She's amazing. Hi, guys. It's Melaine. And obviously, it is my podcast. And Hannah is Amazing, 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 amazing. Amazing and epic happen to be the two words that I say the most often. But Hannah is both amazing and epic, but she's so sweet. She's got such a soulful essence about her. No wonder she's a soulful success coach, soul success coach. Either way, she's got a great essence about her. You just feel like magical in her presence, in her energy and vibration when she's talking. It's really cool. So we go into so much in this episode, archetypes of the goddess, going into how to be authentic, why it's important to be authentic in both business and personal relationships, going into why it's important to really own your own authentic goddess, and so much more. Such a soul-filled episode, probably one of my favorite people to interview. This is the second time I'm interviewing Hannah, and I've interviewed a lot of people in my day, not particularly on for the podcast just yet but there will be plenty. But Hannah is one of my favorites. So enjoy, guys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Goddess Revolution. I am the curator and host, Melaine Lee, lifestyle architect, women's empowerment coach, wealth and luxury mindset coach. And I'm so excited about this podcast. This is episode three, and it is featuring Hannah Marie Bear. And today we are going to be talking about how to rock your inner goddess. What does it mean to really step into your goddess, both in business and personal. And so a little bit about Hannah. Hannah is an absolute gem, I have to say, on a personal level. I met her, I believe, last year and instantly just fell in love with her. She has this really soft spirit and has a way to really just make you feel loved, supported, and remember who you are. And so having her here was imperative, and I'm so excited for her to share her wisdom, and all of the love that she has. And so just to tell you a little bit about who she is, she helps incredibly smart women build deeply fulfilling lives by helping them heal emotionally and start a soul-centered business. So Miss Priestess of the Divine Feminine, welcome to the podcast. Wow, what an introduction. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. My pleasure to have you. And Is there anything else you wanted to add about who you are and your experience of really stepping into what you're doing currently? Yeah, I think what's always interesting for people to hear is that I'm also a priestess of the Divine Feminine, like you mentioned just now. 
So my work is a lot of emotional healing because I've had a pretty rough upbringing. The first two decades of my life were really, really, really challenging for me. I was struggling with PTSD, anxiety disorders, eating disorders, anything. Like if I had stayed in therapy longer, I would probably have more diagnoses. But the list is long of the things that I had. I just had really a lot of hardship. And so the first thing that my business centered around was emotional healing, because after years of having to heal myself and having to, you know, heal my nervous system, my body, my endocrine system, having to get the hormones into my brain back in check so I wasn't so depressed anymore, so I could eat again, get that feeling of hunger back and all those things, um, that was something that I knew so well. So when I first started out as, as a coach, it was doing a lot of emotional healing with my clients because oftentimes people were so attracted to me who wanted to do big things. Like mm. just like me, they wanted to have a business that's really awesome and fun. Just like me, they wanted to travel, move to interesting countries, really have their profession as a creative outlet. They wanted to do work that really matters. And so I realized that the thing that we all need is to be healthy, functional human beings. And so many of us are, you know, when we want to start a project or do something that's really close to our heart. So basically, when we want to follow that divine call from within, the first thing we do is we dive in right away. But then when those obstacles come up, like the self-doubt, the, oh, my God, but I still need some more you know, financial security. And oh, God, I didn't know that shining was going to be so hard and that I would be so terrified of showing my face to people. You know, when all these things come up, emotional healing is incredibly powerful. And over the years, the thing that has really, really, really sped up my own healing, as well as the healing of my clients has been the spiritual part. Mm -hmm. So I call myself a priestess of the divine feminine because I work in service to the divine feminine in all humans. So when I've always been incredibly sensitive, meaning I just came like it's nine at night in Amsterdam, which is where I live. And it's nine in the morning where Malene lives. Um, and yes. I really just got back from dinner with a friend and her daughters. And I was basically doing aura and shock readings for an hour while, you know, having my veggie fries. So I'm very sensitive. I see um, chakras, auras, energies. I talk to angel spirits. I talk to fairies and trees. I was just told I recently asked somebody like why I keep hugging trees. Like I just can't walk past the tree without talking to it. And so somebody said to me that there were fairies and souls in the trees, which makes mm. a lot of sense. So I'm really, really sensitive. And I have always been sensitive. And one of the strongest memories for me as a child was thinking that I was a priestess of walking around in the woods and in gardens and picking up flowers, doing little rituals and talking to the souls and the flowers and um, being very close to the earth. And it's really cool because over the years, I've embraced it more. And now it's become an, a very integral part of the way that I coach and the way mm. that I support my clients. I love all of this. I think that that really, it kind of answers the question without even have me having to ask, like, what makes you a successful goddess in business? Because you really just, you know, hit all of the points in this, which is so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so you saved me a question, but no, this is really fabulous, Hannah. I think what's so important is that 
your experiences, even though, you know, maybe not so pleasurable growing up, have really supported you in stepping into this divine priestess of the feminine and really supporting other people to align with it too and incorporating that into your business. And I just love that you have all these different modalities and ways that you really talk to spirit and utilize that gift that you have to then, you know, be a successful businesswoman, you know, to then follow your calling and, and, and make some money while you're doing it too. Cause I think that that's an important thing. And I, and I always like talking about like what makes you a successful goddess in business. And I say goddess, meaning that like you're embodying because you really are embodying your goddess, you know, your priestess and what makes you successful. And it sounds like to me and, you know, add to it if you want to, too, that it's, um, you've just really given yourself the permission to be you and to follow your heart and to just be that unique Hannah. And I love that you hug trees. I actually said to Ryan, my partner the other day that when I go on walks, I go on walks in the woods quite often. And I believe that trees are um, beings that have come back to master stillness, you know? So I talk to them all the time and like, I feel like they nod and shake their head or like bounce the leaves to like, you know, communicate with me. And I, I understand what they're saying. So I, I appreciate you talking to the fairies and hugging trees. (laughs) That's a beautiful perspective. Mm. And sometimes you can even see faces on the bark of the trees Mm -hmm. when you look closely enough. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I think that that's an important aspect. I just love that you bring up this uniqueness that's specific to Hannah. And I'm sure people can identify in their own unique way. Like I have my own perspective to it. But I think what's important is that you're bringing up and evoking right now is that, you know, drop the rules and regulations of how you think it's supposed to be. And just do like, do you be you in embody who you are, do what you love, hug the tree if you want to. And like, these things lead you to living a more successful life, because you're not worried about whether or not you're going to be successful. You're just being in life. And that's my definition of success. So I call myself a soulful success coach. And oftentimes people ask me, well, success is such a loaded term. I feel like so many of us, when we hear success, like a part of us goes, ugh, because it's so oftentimes like we've been pressured by society standards, by ourselves thinking, oh my God, I have to be successful or else I'm going to be a failure and da, 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 and whatever. But to me, success means hearing that call from within and honoring it no matter what. And like you just said, each one of our soul paths is so different. Mm. And each one of our authentic expressions is so different. Like I couldn't look to anyone to tell me how to walk my soul path or where to go because they don't know. Like, I don't even know myself. All I can do is ask my angels, is ask my soul, is ask God and, you know, read the clues in the trees and leaves and in life all around me. Yeah, it's really my definition of success is being in alignment with my soul's callings. And every time that I walk my soul's path, I'm successful. Because there's this piece of alignment, this piece of, I'm home. Mm. This is where I'm supposed to be. And I am still far from having everything figured out. You know, (laughs) my bank account might be looking very bleak. I might have just gone through a very rough breakup. I might not know how to even start uncovering my life's work, what I'm supposed to do with my gifts and talents. But 
you know, even just admitting that and surrendering it and saying, I don't know, but you take over gives us that, that success, this, because when I now think about the word success, it feels like home. It feels like, yeah, it's like this thing where you come home to yourself and you're like, this is, you know, you can relax. Like this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm. And I love it when you say, it's so different. It's so you. It's so mm-hmm. uniquely you. And I feel like we hear this all the time. Just be you. Just do you. But actually doing it and being it, for me at least, is a pretty big challenge. Yeah, I think it's a big challenge for everyone. And I'd be interested in to hear like, you know, particularly a couple, like three ways in which you you are able to really rock this inner Hannah goddess, you know, this inner divine and give yourself the permission to go. I mean, I know for me, that was the, (laughs) that was the challenge for decades. I, I really, my whole twenties, the only thing I was doing was trying to please everyone else so that you would love me and that you would like me and that I would make myself, if you liked, there was that movie runaway bride with Julia Roberts and in it, Mm -hmm. she, she runs away at the altar all the time. But what they really got the essence was that she didn't know who she was. Like if they liked scrambled eggs, she liked scrambled eggs. If they liked poached eggs, she liked poached eggs. So she essentially was just mimicking and becoming who they wanted her to become, not who she truly was. And I feel like that was my journey for so long and giving ourselves the permission, even like this morning when I had breakfast, I like granola with yogurt. And I like to put a little almond butter in that. Who knew? I mean, I was so busy trying to please everyone else for so long. I didn't even know what I wanted for breakfast in the morning. So I love that you talk about this journey being a little bit baffling at times and really a journey, not a destination. But what are some ways that support you in in really staying true to Hannah and and rocking that? That's a good question. (laughs) So I have this mystical side to me, but I'm also a huge nerd. Mm. So I love studying psychology and the brain. And something somebody told me recently, who was an MBTI, a Myers-Briggs person, consultant, whatever. And she'd said to me, Hannah, life starts in your comfort zone. Everything they told you was a lie. Life doesn't start outside of your comfort zone. It starts in your comfort zone. And, you know, it's so simple and obvious, but those are always the things that, you know, are just so true. And so I like discovering things about myself. I worked with a business strategist who did a Chinese astrology reading on me, which basically said, I am a mountain frequency. I am very slow. I did not want to hear that. You can trust me. I did not want to hear it. She said it and I was like, oh, fuck. So this is what I paid all this money for. And she tells me exactly the thing that I don't want to embrace about myself. And the same thing comes over in other personality tests. So I really like playing around. I'm a huge fan of the Myers-Briggs just because it's so scientific and very detailed. I love, you know, the Chinese astrology that I just talked about. Um, her name is Ellen Ercolini who does it. And just like these things are so awesome. And then another thing that I love, which is a big, big, big part of my own work is archetypal coaching. Mm. So the way that I rock Hannah is first of all, by realizing just how I work right now, like who am I right now? How does my brain work? What are my preferences? How introverted am I? How extroverted am I? What I need to really, really feel good right now? No questions asked. 
If it means that I have to stay in because I'm very, very, very introverted and very quiet, if it means that I can't have a social media presence, if it means that I have to be a total hermit, I'll just embrace it for now. You know, life starts within my comfort zone. And then the next step to really rocking my true self is then to also bring out other parts of me. And I like to do that Mm. through archetypal coaching. So I work with different goddess archetypes. So every month, it's almost like a persona that I wear. It's almost like a dress that I put on. It's almost like I'm an actress and I play this role for one month. And I do it with all of my clients. Every month, I send out a goddess recording for all of us. And we have to, for that month, play. For example, this month, we have the muse goddess. And Mm. the underlying, you know, idea behind it is that we all embody all the aspects of the divine feminine everything Mm. we are everything we are greedy we are petty we are brilliant we are smart we are everything everything you could think of any little thing that you hate about another person love about them we are that like we're like the rainbow we have everything and so 13 archetypes that i work with and so As we embody each archetype, we awaken parts of ourselves that we didn't um, know before. So, for Mm. example, the muse goddess is very spontaneous. She's very imaginative and creative and she loves mutability and she's all about jiggling and giggling and magic and humor and joy. And many of these things are just not things that I normally enjoy. Like, I like to have a plan, so don't be that spontaneous, please. But today, a friend called me and she was like, hey, want to hang out? And I was like, oh, no, I'm working with a muse goddess this month, so I have to say yes to spontaneity. And this awakens different parts of me that I didn't even know existed, Mm. that I didn't even know I may be like. Mm. And, you know, maybe like this month I'm wearing turquoise because that's the color of the muse goddess. And this month I am. So next week I'm doing a storytelling event where I'm going to be standing on stage in front of 200 people and do a creative piece, not a prepared Hannah piece that I've been, you know, working on for weeks. No, like next week it's going to happen. And I'm going to also improvise a little bit because that's what the muse goddess does. So that's also something that I love because oftentimes we get so stuck in who we think we are mm. and in who we think we should be in other people's projections and what, you know, we thought was okay, what we thought was not okay, what we think we could, blah, blah, blah. Like all these stories are so complex and so convincing at times that I think it's really, really fun to just play games like being a goddess for a month, like a different goddess archetype. That's one of my favorite things right mm. now. I love all of this. And as you're saying that I'm just, I'm sitting next to my desk and I have like my turquoise gemstone, this, cause it's my, my birthstone. And then I also have these cards by Carolyn Mice that are the archetype cards. So, you know, there's, there's various archetypes that you just pull. And what I like to do too, Hannah, is pull and so for instance I just pulled one of the cards and it says destroyer and then it tells you the light attributes and the shadow attributes of the archetype and then I usually like to just write about it and whatever is coming up for me but I love well first off I love that you talked about your nerdiness about studying the brain and discovering things about yourself and astrology and um well Chinese astrology in particular but I think that those are all so powerful in that you will really have become this archaeologist in your life and really exploring on deeper levels who you are, what life is about, and just getting curious and having fun. 
And I love this archetypal coaching that you're doing with your women and bringing that into your business. But I also like how you bring it into your personal life for your own pleasure. And I love that you're, you know, just like whether it's wearing clothes or actually participating in this show next week, which sounds amazing. And I'm sure you're a little bit nervous at at the same time, but good on you for really stretching outside of your comfort zone. And I also love that, you know, person that said to you, Hey, life actually starts in your comfort zone. And I guess she's kind of right. Like I never thought about it that way because the saying of it's outside, it's outside, you have to step outside, but it really starts by you awakening within your comfort zone to know that maybe you want something outside of it. (laughs) Yeah. And if you don't have any energy there, it's no fun to be outside. Mm. Like you recharge in your comfort zone and it's different for different people. So for example, if your tendency is to be more introverted, like me, you gain energy by being by yourself more. And if somebody has a really strong extroverted tendency, Their um, comfort zone is being outside, being around people and recharging like this. But thinking, you know, for example, as an extrovert, oh, I should be more introverted because everybody's talking about mindfulness and stuff. You know, I should meditate more. You know, that's not necessarily what comes natural to them. Mm. So let them recharge by being outside. Let's not pin them down to their meditation cushions. My boyfriend's a total extrovert. I never tell him to meditate. Why would I? That's just not how he gets his energy in the first place. When he's fully charged, then he can sit down. Then he's interested in doing those more introverted, introspective things that I like. And it's so cool to also let other people have their experience and to just be really curious to be like, oh, how do I function? How mm-hmm. do they function? How can I support that person in really being in their comfort zone? Because mm-hmm. it's such a mess. Like we always think that, you know, how I function is how you function, how you function is oh, I should blah, 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 compare and despair. Mm-hmm. And we're all kind of I mean, we don't want to lose our differences. That's what makes us so interesting and beautiful and different. Yeah, I think that that's so important because really, you know, especially in sisterhood and honoring the goddess within each of us uniquely is by allowing us and giving each of us the permission to be who we are and to grow into the space that, you know, we're we're destined to grow into and not put limitations or restrictions or regulations or rules on other women because of your own soul map. So essentially I have my own map. Hannah has her own, but put us putting, projecting them onto each other would be a hot mess because it wouldn't be supportive of growth of either of us. So I love that you give your, even your, your boyfriend and your partner the permission to be who he is and not put some rule or regulation. Like you have to meditate or you have to do this in order to be successful in order to be a good person or whatever, fill in the blank. But I think that a lot of us and and a lot of the reason why I started this podcast series is because I really want to support empowering women and, and creating a sisterhood and a unity to know that like each of us has different ways we rock our goddess. Each of us has different ways that we're successful and how we define success in personal as well as in business. And it's important to honor that and not to judge or shame or, you know, and I call it that like inner bitch that comes out and says, well, she should look this way or she should do that. And you hear that little voice in your head, but it's really like, you know, to distinguish between those voices and honor 
Hannah or honor Melaine and who she is. Oh, I love this. And something (laughs) that I do every now and then, basically every single time I feel weird or something's off, I make a list and I call it the should list. Mm. Because the only time that I feel bad is when I think I should be different than I am. It's the only source of stress I have ever found in my life. Like there's no other source of stress. Like every external circumstance I can totally manage. You know, God wouldn't give me something that I couldn't manage. So every external circumstance is challenging for me. I can overcome it because I have the gifts and the information and the tools and stuff to overcome it. But when I'm really feeling stressed by something and it just feels so often weird and icky, I always make this list of I should. Mm. And I usually like sometimes I write, man, my last list was, I think, two hours and so many tears the things that came out of me, holy moly, like I should have more followers on Instagram. I should da 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 da. I should have longer hair. I should have shorter hair. I should have longer eyelashes, shorter eyelashes. Just completely random weird stuff. I don't even know where all this comes from. But what you were just saying like totally alerted me to the power of this list. Because mm. I basically write it down and then I see how I really want myself to be different sometimes. And oftentimes I'm not conscious of it. I did the same thing with a client today. Like we sat there for an hour writing all this stuff down. And at the end, we were like, whoa, we didn't know this was there. So oftentimes it's really a shadow. And oftentimes we're just not aware of it at all. Mm. So yeah, like this is a fun game to play with yourself. Every time you feel weird, just write down What do you think should be different? Because basically Mm. we are battling with the way we are. Like there's no, we are the way we are. Like that's a fact. In this moment, we can't be any different. It's just who we are right Mm. now. Mm. And it might not be our full potential or who we're capable of being or whatever. But there's no, like we, we can't be different right now. If I should be further ahead in my life right now, I can't get there by complaining about how I'm not there yet. And it's so interesting. Like, I'm always surprised by the internal shitstorm that lies beneath, you know, all of our (laughs) affirmations and Mm. all of our mindset work and stuff. And I personally love writing it down and really releasing the emotions around it and then really burning it. Mm. I am a huge fire person. That's like one of my favorite rituals. <laughs> I once got kicked out of a bar because I had to write something down and I accidentally set a table on fire. Um, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> That's not what happens when you're here. Oh my God. Hilarious. Well, no, I love it. I love how you talked about the should storm, which is so funny. But it, it, it's so true and it's such a place from ego and I... I say like the IB, the inner bitch, the ideal woman, you know, it's called and Alison Armstrong writes about it in some of her books, the Queen's Code in particular, you mm. know, about the ideal woman and, and these ideal women's of, I should, you know, I should have short hair. I should have long hair. I should be thin. I should be fat. I should have X amount of followers. I should have this. I should have a podcast. I should all these things. And then what we do is project them onto other people as well. And that limits them immediately and their spirit and their soul as to what they, you think that they should be doing. So I love that, you know, really, 
identifying and having this should list and sitting down and writing it. I know I'm for sure going to do it, ladies. So I would encourage you to do the same and just sitting down and, and writing this out so that you can let go of any of the energy that you have around what it should look like. I mean, God, I remember I actually, to be honest, and Ryan will attest to this, I don't even think that 10 years ago, I know that 10 years ago, I never would have allowed someone like him into my life because it should look a certain way. And him having a child doesn't look the way that I think it should look. And there's just so many shoulds in that sentence that it would, it is a should storm down there, but identifying and breaking free of them, that's where the juice lies, the beauty lies and life, like your breakthroughs. Ah, that's beautiful. Yes. (laughs) I amen, right? It's like, it's just Mm -hmm. such good stuff. I love it. And now I don't go burning up any bars out there or cafes, people, (laughs) but definitely give yourself the opportunity to, yeah, release it, whether it's like ripping it up and throwing it into a fire or I love those kind of cleansing ceremonies and it's just such a powerful thing to do. So Hannah, thank you so much for like sharing all of your amazingness with us besides just the ways that you rock your inner goddess and how to be successful and this should list to help you like really rocking it in your personal life more. I so appreciate all of your wisdom and you're amazing. Thanks, Melaine. You're You're amazing too. Aw, thanks, lovely. (laughs) (laughs) And my love, where can they find you if they want to work with you? Is there anything that you have new that you want to share with the ladies? Yeah, so my website is hannahbeard.com. It's H-A-N-N-A and then B-I-E-R.com. I also have a podcast, which is called The Mystics on a Mission Show. I love one-on-one coaching. This is really the only offering I have because it's my favorite. And so if you want to work with me, you can read more about my coaching process, apply for coaching on my website as well. And I also have a, which I just created, I have a um, inner critic workbook. That's really awesome. So if you're feeling like you keep procrastinating, like you don't really let yourself shine, like you feel like self-doubt keeps coming back. Um, many people say that every time they start something, they get all this self-doubt and insecurity. Um, this is one of my most incredible processes. So you can download that workbook, print it, use it on yourself as many times as you need until that procrastination and self-doubt is in a flowing state. I think that's it. I would love to see you over there. Yeah, hop on over there. Definitely check out her podcast. It's amazing. The Mystics on a Mission, hannahbear.com and one-on-one coaching. And I love the inner critic workbook. And two last questions for you. And these are surprises, guys. She has no idea they're coming. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. What is your favorite crystal and why? We just talked about this. <laughs> so easy. Amethyst. Okay. I'm all, I don't know why. I just love amethyst. Mm, I agree. And is there a favorite book that you have that would really support the goddesses out there in their journey? Something that supported you or helped you along your little journey of life? I would like to say two books because they're very different and okay. I'm going to make it quick. So 
if you just want to read, if you're here and you're like, yeah, yeah, goddess stuff. Okay. It's kind of interesting, but you really want to get more of a feel for it and see, you know, what it's more about. There's a beautiful novel by Sarah Drew, which is called The Gaia Codex. So this is a book that I always recommend people read because oftentimes people go, we're going to read more of that about this. Is there information? But the thing is, the goddess and priestess stuff is meant to be passed down from priestess to disciple. So there are not many manuscripts out there. Usually you join a priestess circle or you work with a priestess one-on-one to really get this wisdom. So usually it's passed on orally or through stories. And so a really great way to just... um experience the priestess culture, the goddess culture a little bit better would be to read this awesome book. And the book that has changed my life, and I don't say this lightly, I really don't. The book that has really changed my life and that I read all the time is The Abundance Book by John Randolph Price. And every every one of my friends had to read it. Every one of my clients always reads it. Everyone who knows me knows that this is my book, The Abundance Book by John Randolph Price. I love it. I'll be ordering it literally when we get off this uh, Do it. podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Oh, Hannah, thank you so, so, so much for taking time out today to join us. And I appreciate and love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you. You're so welcome. And for everyone listening, have an amazing day. Until next time, take care. you love Hannah? You have to love her. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it just for you. And today in honor of Hannah, I am giving you a opportunity to have a free 30 minutes intuitive money strategy call with me, yours truly, in honor of Hannah's soulful intuitiveness you just need to email me, malaine at malanelee.com and use the code Hannah, H-A-N-N-A. And bounce over to the show notes, everything, the highlights, the books, her favorite crystal, all of that info will be over there. And that's it. All right, guys. Love you.